Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I'm going to be chatting about the healing properties of carnelian, a crystal for creativity and sexual energy. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question came from an anonymous submission, but this person asks, is there a right or wrong time to wear certain crystals? Well, this is a great question. Um, On the surface, I would say no. You know, we all are drawn or attracted to crystals at different times for different reasons. And so I really think listening to your intuition and following your own inner guidance is most important. That being said, there are times where certain crystals and your experience of working with them might be enhanced. For example, if you wanted to work with specific crystals during certain phases of the moon, they might really enhance your experience of that time. Or if you wanted to work with different crystals seasonally, right? There can be benefits to that. For example, as here in the Northern Hemisphere, we move deeper and deeper into winter, sunstone can be really beneficial because it helps keep us feeling bright, cheerful, energized. Um, So that would be maybe considered a right time to work with that stone. On the other hand, if I were thinking about a wrong time to wear a certain crystal, If you, for example, were working with today's crystal, carnelian, for creativity and energizing and motivation, you probably wouldn't want to wear that as a piece of jewelry to bed, for example. might keep you awake, might create some really active dreams. So no, technically, there aren't any right or wrong times to wear certain crystals. What really kind of dictates that is more your intention for using them. So again, if you were working with Carnelian because you wanted that motivation, that energizing energy, and you were going to sleep at night, you wouldn't probably want to work with it right then. But otherwise, it would be perfectly fine. Alternatively, if you were working with Carnelian for more creativity and you were hoping that creative ideas would come to you in your dream state, then it might be entirely appropriate to work with that Carnelian at nighttime. So really just think about your intention behind working with the crystal. That's what's most important. Now this listener also says, I've also tried to read a crystal ball and a small crystal ball and it hasn't worked what could I be doing that I'm making it so hard on myself? This is a great question. You know, scrying with a crystal ball, the art of crystallomancy is not super easy. (laughs) I feel like everyone kind of makes it out to be this thing that's really simple, but I always think of Professor Trelawney from Harry Potter, right? Like, do you have what it takes to see into the beyond? Like, it's not necessarily about having the right stuff, the right 
kind of energy um, or the right skills, it's something that can be developed over time and it does take practice. I recommend working with a transparent or translucent crystal ball, something that you can really see into. So clear quartz, smoky quartz, amethyst, these are all great. Um, Golden calcite with the nice little rainbows in it. These all work really lovely because you can actually look into them. And I like being able to see into the ball, but I also don't want one that's perfectly, perfectly clear because then you see right through it. You basically want your gaze to be um, held within the sphere. Now, there are other materials that work for crystal omen Z, like black obsidian is very popular, but it can be really challenging to work with this material, especially if you're just starting out because, you know, it's too easy to be distracted by the reflections and the light and all the different things on the surface of the ball. Now, this isn't going to be like it is in the movies. You're probably not going to see, you know, wisps of smoke followed by some sort of uh, movie-like image playing out within the sphere. This is more about the act of clearing your own mind and tuning into this really specific moment and kind of shutting out the rest of your environment, the rest of your senses, and just focusing on what you're seeing to engage your intuition and see if any information comes through. And it may come through in a way that's unexpected for you. So even though you might be gazing into the ball using your physical sight, the way that the information presents itself might be more of an inner knowing, or it might stimulate your clairaudience and you might hear things. There's no right or wrong here. All of these ways of receiving intuitive guidance and wisdom and images and information, these are all valid. So chances are you are not doing anything wrong at all, but rather you just need a little bit more practice. Now, if you have a question you'd like for me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, heart-centered business, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com ask. And now it's time for us to dive into our main topic for today, the healing properties of carnelian. I love working with this crystal. And as you know, I always like to start these healing properties episodes with an affirmation that helps me connect to the energy of each stone. And here's the affirmation that came through for Carnelian. I am motivated by my divine purpose. I allow myself to tap into universal creativity and I feel it flowing through me. If I remain focused, I'll manifest my vision with ease. And this really sums up so many of the ways that we can work with the energy of carnelian. The stone really helps you feel grounded. It connects with that root chakra energy as well as the sacral chakra. So it's great for enhancing your creativity and the flow of your creative ideas and creative expression. It also increases your motivation. And so often, at least in my own experience, I find if I'm not feeling super creative, it's because I'm not really motivated in that moment about that particular activity. So carnelian can really kind of help get you motivated, get you excited so that those creative juices start flowing a little bit more easily. Now, because carnelian is connected with the sacral chakra and root chakra, 
it stimulates success in business and financial endeavors. So it's an excellent crystal for prosperity and abundance. It also helps you overcome negative thought patterns and self-limiting beliefs. Now, when I first studied uh, with Melody about crystals, and I've taken over a hundred different crystal trainings, I am like a sponge. I always want to learn something new. Um, At any given time, I'm probably enrolled in like 10 different classes (laughs) just to learn new things and not necessarily just about crystals, but astrology and tarot and essential oils and everything. Um, But because... In this very first workshop I took with Melody, we learned that the home of our inner self, kind of that subconscious mind, exists at the sacral chakra. It makes sense that all of those negative thought patterns, those self-limiting beliefs, the things that we hold deep inside of us in our subconscious, that may not even be true. They reside in the area of that sacral chakra and carnelian really stimulates and activates this chakra center and helps you in overcoming these thought patterns and overcoming these self-limiting beliefs so that you no longer talk yourself out of things before you even give them a try. Now, because of this connection to the sacral chakra, carnelian is also an excellent stone for enhancing sexual energy and sex drive. It's very deeply connected with the energy of creativity in that way. It's also great for improving concentration and instilling a sense of peace and calming. So just as much as it can motivate you, because it also helps you focus on the present moment, it helps you get really centered in your mind, in your thoughts, and helps improve concentration. Now, carnelian's also connected not just to the root and sacral chakra, but also to the heart chakra, and it helps to open your heart chakra so that you can receive divine love and also divine guidance about your soul path. And because of this connection between the sacral chakra and the heart chakra, our center for our feelings and our center for love, Carnelian also aids with emotional balance. Now, in the physical body, carnelian has been thought throughout history to aid with menstruation and childbirth because of being connected with those lower chakras and really is about energetically supporting the reproductive organs. It can range in color from bright orange to burnt orange to kind of a softer mango and even a little bit into the peachy pink colors. As I mentioned, its associated chakras are the root or first chakra, the sacral or second chakra, and the heart or fourth chakra. It corresponds to the zodiac signs of Aries and Leo, and it's connected to the fire and earth elements. Its companion flower is the torch lily, which is beautiful, beautiful blossom. If you don't know what that looks like, give it a quick Google search. It is definitely worth it. And its companion essential oil is ginger, another great one for motivation and focus. The companion stone to carnelian is blue quartz, and it's commonly found in California, Sri Lanka, China, and India. Now, carnelian in its truest form is often solid in color, so one solid color, again, even if that ranges a little bit. 
but carnelian can also be banded. And quite frequently, when carnelian is found with these bands in it, it's called carnelian agate or banded carnelian. Now let's dive into this stone a little bit more. Carnelian is technically a chalcedony, a crypto-crystalline quartz. And chalcedony is really just any quartz-based crypto-crystalline mineral that is not banded. If it were banded, it would be called an agate instead. So that's where we get that name carnelian agate on occasion. But the chalcedony that makes up carnelian has iron oxide inclusions, and that's what gives it its orange to red color. Now, this crystal can help you overcome negative thought patterns and approach endeavors with new energy, with new excitement. Now, if you look at historical sources about carnelian, it's often referred to as sard. And sard is like carnelian, except that the color tends to be a little bit more toward the brown color. And if this sard happens to be banded, that's where we get the stone name sardonyx. But sometimes in historical writings, we see sard used to refer to carnelian itself. Now, the ancient Egyptians prized carnelian for both practical and metaphysical or energetic reasons. Now first, since wax doesn't stick to it, this form of chalcedony worked really well for a seal, a wax seal, how the Egyptians would stamp documents. And in fact, how many people throughout history have stamped documents. And so these seals would often be carved out of carnelian and other quartz-based minerals. Its golden to red color reminded the ancient Egyptians of the setting sun over the sands, over the desert, symbolizing the immortality of the soul. Now, carnelian was often seen accompanying turquoise in ancient Egyptian artifacts, and the fire qualities of this stone were thought to balance the air and water associations of the turquoise. The ancient Egyptians personified these qualities through the fierce lion goddess Sekhmet and the more mild-mannered Hathor, who sometimes appears as a cow. Because of its color, carnelian was associated with the blood of Isis, the magical blood of the mother goddess. And in the Egyptian Book of the Dead, it's even said that carnelian should be dipped into juice and then inlaid into the substance of sycamore wood and put on the neck of the deceased. So it's really revered even by the ancient Egyptian peoples. And it was also said that a scarab beetle carved of carnelian with signature hieroglyphs on the bottom could be a useful amulet for either the living or the dead. And this amulet could be set in a ring made of clay to be worn and then used as a signature seal. And it was said that the seal could also be placed over the heart of the deceased to be used in the afterlife. Now, carnelian is also connected to the moon phase of the first quarter moon. You can work with carnelian during this time to keep yourself motivated and on track with any new moon intentions that you've set in the previous new moon phase. So if you feel yourself kind of starting to lose steam, take some time and soak up some great carnelian energy to keep you on track. Carnelian also connects with the energy of the corn moon. 
And the deep orange of carnelian really nourishes you by helping to draw energy into your aura. So just as we sustain our physical body by enjoying the results of a bountiful harvest at the time of the corn moon, so too must we nourish our energy body or our aura. And the corn moon is really a time for enjoying the fruits of your labor because of the effort that you've already put in. And carnelian really helps you do this at any time in your own life by encouraging you to participate in joyful activities, especially those that are related to the sacral chakra, like creativity or dancing or sex. So take part in these really pleasurable activities to help you recharge your energy body. Well, that is it for our chat about the healing properties of carnelian, but now it's time for our trending this week segment. As you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something that I'm just really loving that I want to share with you. This week, I'd like to share with you a little bit about something that I made. It's my crystal healers date book. So this is something that I first created a few years back. I absolutely love working with it. It is a hefty date book. In fact, it's about 400 pages, Um, but I've really put a lot into this to help anyone who loves crystals stay connected with their energy all year long. And this is really meant for people who are in the wellness industry and have some kind of healing practice, wellness studio, do any kind of teaching, or anyone who's just a wellness entrepreneur. So I'm going to give you a quick look at this Crystal Healers Datebook, which you can find at my shop's website, mimosaspirit.com. So if you head over to uh, Mimosa's website, you can do a little search for Datebook and it will pop right up. And I thought, what better time of year than right now when we're about to switch into a new year? So I start out by giving you a little bit about how to use this planner because there are a lot of different sections. So there are sections for goal setting for sacred business success, where you can kind of share goals that you have for yourself. There's a bit about the importance of self-care as a wellness practitioner. There's an introduction to the gemstones for the days of the week. So here I tell you how and why different healing crystals can be used for each day of the week. And then as you go through the planner, there's reminders of which gemstone to use for that specific day. There's also a section each month to set your monthly business goals. Your monthly special projects can also be outlined here. And then there's space to create a monthly vision board, which I think is really important. There's also a section where you can do a monthly oracle card reading for yourself each month, and there are some super monthly marketing challenges for your sacred business. So these aren't, you know, use car salesman type marketing. These are really heart to art person serving marketing practices that I share each month to help keep you motivated on your journey as a wellness entrepreneur. There are also sections on the birthstones, including a history of the birthstones and how they differ from zodiac stones, as well as a section on zodiac stones. And then as the calendar changes through each month and each sign of the zodiac, there's reminders for what birthstones or zodiac stones should be used during that time. There are also some great calendar pages 
in which you'll find reminders to do client follow-ups, to do your self-care exercises, and there's also that daily gemstone and a place to record little gratitude statements every day or even just list out things that you're grateful for. I find that to be really helpful in my own spiritual practice. Then at the end of each month, there's some space for a monthly check-in where you can check in about how you feel, how the past month has gone. You can record your accomplishments and achievements and start to think about how you can make next month even better. There's also space to review the monthly goals that you set at the beginning of the month. And then at the very end of the book, there's place to record VIP clients and business contacts. So this date book is beautifully illustrated with all these gorgeous watercolor images of crystals. So it's kind of part informational, part planner, part journal to dream up big, new, beautiful things for yourself and your sacred business. And on top of that, each month is color coded. So it really doesn't get much better than that. The other thing I love about this date book is it's not year specific. So that means you can actually start and stop using it any time you like. And I personally love this because sometimes, I don't know if you're like me, but things get a little bit away from me and all of a sudden it's the first week in February and I'm just getting around to starting to use my new planner. And the great thing about this date book is because it's not year specific, although there's a space for every single day of the year, you get to actually write down the date. So it's almost a bit like a perpetual calendar in that way. The other super convenient thing is that it's spiral bound, so it actually lays flat and you can fold it all the way over on top of itself so that you can open it and don't have to have it spread open, but you can kind of fold the front cover around behind the back. Um, And that's usually how I write because I do most of my writing in my lap rather than at my desk, like how I probably should. Um, But I really think that this is something you'll enjoy. If you do have a healing arts practice, you'll really get the most out of it. Even if you don't though, there are so many great check-ins here between the gratitude list, the self-care check-ins, the weekly crystals for the days of the week, and the monthly zodiac and birthstones. And not only do I give you reminders for self-care check-ins, but I even give you some self-care activities that you can do. So there's plenty of variety. There's even an exclusive crystal grid recipe in this date book, as well as a few coloring pages. Again, if you're interested in a copy of my crystal healers date book, just go to mimosaspirit.com. That's M-I-M-O-S-A spirit.com and search for date book. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick five-star rating and a review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And today I wanted to give a very special thank you to Chickadee907. Chickadee left a five-star rating as well as a review. And they say, loving it. I've been an avid listener for several months. Ashley seems so genuine, caring, and accessible. Her knowledge of crystals and their healing powers is amazing. I highly recommend her podcast. 
I've also ordered many items from her online shop, Mimosa, and the products have always arrived promptly, are lovingly packaged, and have exceeded my expectations. Chickadee907, thank you so much, and I'm going to also share your review with my team at Mimosa because I know they are going to be so ecstatic. We love getting great feedback from people who order from the online shop, and now more than ever, we are so, so, so appreciating the support of our online customers. Our shop has actually been closed to the public here in Madison, Wisconsin since March 21st, I believe, or 22nd. Um, we actually have not reopened to the public yet because of COVID. It's really important to me to keep my team and my staff really safe as well as making sure that we're keeping our community safe. And so it's because of all the amazing love and support that we've been getting from our online customers that all of my staff are still employed, they all still have jobs, and they can all do their jobs very safely throughout this pandemic. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so grateful, not only for the great review, but also for your patronage at Mimosa. And don't forget, if you hop over to the site to leave a review, please also make sure to subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode. And to find all the places that you can stream the podcast online and subscribe, head over to loveandlightschool.com listen. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then... Crystal Blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool.com.